That was Shocklaw and In Your Face. Hey, all right, everybody. Welcome to Backstage with Spike. This is episode 13. I can't believe we're up to 13. I'm here with my good friend Wayne from the WJB Project, all the way up in Canada. Wayne, how you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going? Doing great, man. Happy uh, to be on the show. It's really awesome what you're doing. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. What part, um, where were you in Canada exactly? I'm really, well, I'm basically in the Ottawa region. Okay. Uh, Ottawa, Gatineau region. So the, the, the nation's capital. All right. So you got, you have the, um, you have a, a curfew there, right? You have to worry about. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, we have till nine thirty, and then I can't talk to you anymore cause I have to go home and, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we have curfew, we, we, we have curfew though at nine thirty. everyone needs to be home unless you have to be out to work or, uh, do anything essential, but, uh, right. Nobody really knows what essential is anymore. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think this is worldwide and, um, we're all going through this, right? Yeah, they're all saying that the new normal that we're supposed to get used to, you know? Yeah, well, it's kind of funny how we kind of are getting used to, you know, wearing masks while washing our hands. And, I, you know, I, I talk a lot with my producer and friend Joe about this, you know, because we have wild conversations because we, we I, I talk more to my producer than I do to my mom. And I talk a lot <laughs> to my mom. and uh, we were saying you know how masks is probably going to be something that will stay um you know every year when it's flu and cold season people who are sick are going to wear a mask in public just to right to to show respect you know what i mean i mean to be honest we probably should have been doing that regular flu anyway to begin with you know well i think north america is one of the only places where we don't wear masks for cold and flu season i mean in asia everywhere they wear masks during cold and flu season all year round you know what i mean right 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 yeah like forever they've, they've forever been wearing masks in public when when they're sick so i think it's something that's going to come here and you know a lot of things you know will stay but like i said and how you we were saying earlier it's funny how we're getting used to it right you know what i mean yeah like it's um it's the norm the new norm and it's going to be kind of weird going out in public places without masks and all those things in the future you know what i mean seeing everyone's face <laughs> yeah right <laughs> everyone <laughs> yeah then i'm not gonna worry about it. i don't everyone shave half the time it's like my wife's aren't you gonna shave i said that don't matter i'm wearing a mask nobody knows i didn't shave there you go <laughs> there you go you don't need to shave you don't need to you know it's perfect yeah <laughs> So for a lot of people that don't know, um, I'm continuing a story. A couple of weeks ago, I, I sat down with uh, Dancing on Fire. They're also from uh, Ottawa, Canada. And that's uh, Wayne's old band. Um, Wayne, from what I understand, you left. You guys just, everything was cool, but you were together for a while. And then you, you had different ideas about, about the music and where you want to take it. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it wasn't necessarily my band, but I was part of it for right. 12 years. Wow. And I mean, yeah, exactly. And uh, we learned so much. We grew up as musicians together. We did have the hiatus in that 12 years. Right. But I mean, I, I played in punk and 
fast and rock bands, you know, all my life. But the very first kind of music that I ever was playing was what I'm playing now, which is, you know, smooth music, you know, indie pop. Right. You know, soft rock yeah. <laughs> blues. I mean, I, I love know, the sound. I don't, you, really, know, you, you gotta, I don't really know what to say, but, you know. So you, you it was still, really the first thing I've ever done, yeah. You still talk with those guys? I mean, you guys left it's, You guys left on a, on a, a cool basis with not one another, right? Exactly. We there's you know there's nothing uh, no animosity, right? No, exactly. I mean, and you know, I kind of I'm following and kind of excited to hear their next album, right? You know, because it was mostly during that process where we were talking about our next album, where we had major creative creative differences, right? Right, and you know. The, the direction I wanted to go, you can hear it now in, in the WJB project uh, with the people I'm working with. Right. And um, I can't wait to hear it, but I did hear some snippets, you know, of their, their Instagram stories and all that. And it's, it, it's, it, it's like really what they want to do, which sounds really cool. Like alternative kind of a green day music yeah. yep. or blink 182 style, you right. know? Yes. Yes. So, you know, it, I'm I'm really happy because in a way, uh, I felt like I was stopping them from, you know, doing what they wanted to do in okay. a way, and it was kind of blocking what I wanted to do. So I think it was the best solution to to just go each our ways. But dancing on fire, friends of mine, and they're like brothers. I mean, I they're like family because. We, we played together for 12 years and countless times we were on stage together and jammed together, you know? Right, right. Um, those which, are great memories and, which, you know, which, it's something I'll never forget. Which, you know, I mean, it's great and it's, that's, it's wise and mature to do that, you know? That's why you guys stay friends rather than staying in a bad relationship. You're not happy, they're not happy, and then you just wind up, you know, hating one another, you know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with, you know... you you do what you want to do. They're doing what they want to do now. You know what I'm saying? It's cool. Yeah. But the funny thing is, is in 12 years, we never had issues. Like we never really had arguments. <laughs> like wow. every, everything was just great. We never argued really. Like we never got into big problems and, we're just great friends, you know what I mean? And right. it's just because we don't play, we don't want to play the same kind of music anymore. You know, that's it. Right, right. But like I said, I'm definitely going to buy their album. When it comes out, I'm definitely going to support, you know, what they're doing. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know? I mean, I love what uh, you're doing. I, I noticed that um, you were doing um, your own stuff by yourself. Um, and then now you took on, you got some other musicians playing with you, correct? Yeah, well, you know, how it really started was, you know, I kind of had to, to, to change strategies. I had my Instagram, but it was mostly to post random stuff like loop guitar videos and, you know. Right. You know, it wasn't really songs. It was just content, you know what I mean? And um, Right, well, you were promoting some pedals too, aren't you? A couple of endorsers, um, I I did uh, manage to to gain some some great companies to work with. Uh, right. Tour Gear Designs, 
which that's, is a great patch cable company, you know? Yeah, that's, I think, when I first uh, discovered your Instagram account was that stuff, and then I started seeing more of your music. Yeah, and, uh, like, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed that the, the team from Tour Gear, you know, want to work with me, and they still do today. Right. Um, I, I use a lot of effects pedals, mostly Boss. And speaking of pedals, I mean, I was blessed to multiple times get gifts from JHS to try out, you know, like new pedal models before they came out, like the Fuzz series. Right, right, And yeah. the series, you know, I got some of those before they came out, you know, to review, make quick videos on them. And it was just a gift, like no strings attached. It felt really nice that, you know, I was getting attention from companies like Tour Gear and JHS. Very cool. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Yes. Very cool. And, you know, like, like in the, I think it was in April and May, you know, like where I, th I believe I, I took the decision to go solo because in June, that's when I released my first single, uh, which was Big Sunday. Okay. Um, and uh, that's when I had to kind of convert my Instagram to, just some random content creator who played in a band right to a full-time solo artist right. you know what i mean um, again, so there was a huge huge learning curve and i i love what you were doing and then like now the newest stuff with, with the the newer people that you brought on i mean this is a whole new uh you know whole new sound i th I, I just think it's incredible you got what like six songs with the new guys now the new lineup uh we're at three songs okay three. Uh, two with the new lineup uh, basically my first three singles i was solo like completely solo okay doing everything myself so recording mixing everything at home right um and then that's when my my friend and producer started working with me and wanted to start working full-time in the wjb project right and um that's that's later on that's when we got a full-time violinist and a guitarist uh from uh, from from around the world uh, to work with um you know because sometimes uh, i'd reach out to people and be like hey you know i'm not good at doing this you know do you want to record this this kind of riff and i've had friends um like the boss pedal project cameron um, he uh, during the mixing process i th i think it was of a uh, new beginning uh, he's like hey man i could hear some heavy guitars on this part so he he added them to the song he recorded them and i sent them to my producer so he added them and that's you know that's that's when i started working more uh with other guitarists so that's when i did a collaboration like metal song with sakis uh which which is now uh our guitarist that we go to uh who works with us now as our main uh, musician uh for anything that's like melodic or heavy uh you know and what better than him uh for that because i mean we've been following each other for as long as i've been following you guys right okay and he's really good at you know that melodic doom metal metal like guitar riffs right right and that that kind of really adds an extra something to our style which is not metal at all right you know right what i mean well a lot of times you could do that uh, you could you could take something that's say like a heavy 
a doom type thing, but if you back off the distortion and put a little delay on it, it's that same style of it, but you know, it's it's exactly. not that heavy that where it's out of the realm of what you're doing and it's just it's melodic and it fits and it makes that little haunting and undertone, you know? Yes, exactly. And it adds to that melodic style we have at the moment. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, that melancholic, st melancholic style. Right. Um, and what better than a metal guitarist, you know, <laughs> yeah. with those heavy top and bottom strings yep. to fill in those, those extra frequencies that, you know, I can't really go get with my twangy Telecaster. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. What I noticed, though, like like you said, you recorded at home. I have, Everybody I've had on this show, I ask, do you go to a studio, you record at home, and every 100% everybody's like they record at home. And you're doing now, too, with some other people. I'm starting to notice a trend is where there's a lot of bands out there that they they live in different states or even different countries. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They do their work. They send their stuff back and forth to one another or, you know, uh, through the Internet. And, like, half of them, they never even met before, you know, in person. That's exactly the process. What I usually record, because, you know, like basically our, our songwriting and recording process goes this way, is I usually record or not record, but, you know, compose riffs and songs and, and stuff. Then I, I start working with my producer by just having phone calls with him and playing him the riffs and, the, you know, the 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 little you know verses that I composed or sometimes I even start with the chorus you know what I mean we never know how, where inspiration blooms from uh, but we'll have like like I say I, I said earlier I talk to him hours every day uh, or every week like always on the phone talking with him right so. Like I said, you know, that's how I start composing. And then what I do is I usually uh, record guitars at my place uh, and vocals at my place. But, you know, I'll be using a metronome, click track and everything. Then what I do is I, I send those uh, uh, tracks to him. And uh, he basically produces a song with that. Right. So he's going to add drums. He's going to add bass. He's going to add pianos and all those other instrument with basically an acoustic song that I sent them. Uh, and then once we kind of have a skeleton, like a first kind of rough mix, that's when we'll reach out to our violinist, Caroline Salmona and our guitarist, uh, Sakis uh, from Greece, right? And be like, here you go, guys, start writing something on that. Right. So once they write their parts, they'll, they'll send us the audio through one driver, Google driver, we transfer. Right. And then Joe is gonna just paste those in and mix them all in. Right. Um, I mean, I feel really blessed because, I believe I'm working with some of the, the best people in the industry right now. Like, I mean, how many good producers do pe like people know right. that actually want to come work with you and be part of the project? Right. 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 You know, like we, like us, uh, Sackis and Caroline and I, we call Joe the, the magician <laughs> because he, he is by far the best producer uh, we could get for this kind of music and project because 
Uh, I mean, I've known Joe for 20 years now. And uh, I mean, we've played music together right. 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, he was part of the WJB project before I was even in Dancing on Fire 12 years ago. Okay. Right. As I said earlier, I've been in many bands, but I've played this kind of music and style. Uh, I mean, I was thinking it's 2005. Okay that we released songs together joe and i right i'd have to go look on um myspace <laughs> there's a myspace <laughs> i mean i'm thinking right? about like when, when when i recorded i mean 20 25 years ago i mean i remember going to the studio and we all played at the same time the drums had you know a little half wall around them and with bass drums guitar lead guitar we'd play blow it all out um, and then the singer would come in and put in his vocals and call it a day, be done. You know, now it's like, it's wild how it's done now, you know what I'm saying? And click tracks and then sending it to, you know, somebody in Greece and then the guy in Greece is sending, you know, over to somebody yeah. in France. It's just, it's wild how it's done now. We should exactly just go in a room like, and bang it out, you know? Yeah. And what's great as well is that, like I said, since the month of June, uh, it's been a learning process because I never recorded at home. You know what I mean? Like I've okay. Like I was blessed to have Richard uh, in Dancing on Fire take care of all the the producing and right, mixing. Right. Those long hours of fades, cutting outs, and doing cross fades and fade ins and fade outs, and you know that long mixing, cleaning up process. And I mean, uh, I had to do that for the first three songs and. Um, you know dude i love your videos <laughs> i love these videos you've been doing now you, you, you do the, the, what is it, the strap wizard <laughs> yeah, and, the strap wizard. and then you got i love your dog buster the the your miniature schnauz i mean he's just adorable these videos you come up with though they're so like entertaining they really are buster's a superstar that's for sure and he uh <laughs> he tends to protect me against the strap wizard i like uh, the slow-mo shots of him <laughs> yeah of course buster uh has got to have his slow-mo shots uh, i do have a uh a personal instagram account where i post a lot more of buster okay uh, uh of course uh, i try to to keep the wjb project page now uh trying to keep more focused to more the professional to the looking <laughs> yeah exactly that strap uh, okay, stuff I, cracks I, I, me up yeah well he's uh, he's our arch nemesis and you know like uh, i used to 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 collect so many guitars telecasters right and right i accumulated so many straps <laughs> and uh you know, now, um, you know, I own, I own one guitar because that's all I need. And, uh, I have a bunch of straps. So, I mean, that's where the, the strap wizard came from and, uh, he's kind of like our arch nemesis, but, uh, one, one day, uh, we'll take care of him. I mean, <laughs> you can make a whole probably, series out of it. Make a contest and give away the straps so he, he won't have any more weapons to fight me with. There you go. That's a good idea. Mm -hmm. So we're going to uh, play one of your songs here. Um, we're going to play now uh, Cold Inside. Um, is you want to? Is there anything behind that? Did you want to like elaborate on like you know where'd you come up with the idea for this song? Well, Cold Inside is our new single that we just released on March twenty sixth. And 
um, we spoke a bit about how um, with COVID and all, like then everything's a new norm. But you know, I've noticed as well that a lot of people, you know, are short fused all around, uh, and you know, a lot of people started having depression. A lot of people started having have mental, you know, problems and issues, and it, mental health is starting to be a big problem. And you know, when you're stressed out at work all day long and you got to go home and you're stressed out with the virus, you're stressed out with so many things nowadays that sometimes you can act in in ways you don't want to act around people uh, who care and love you, you know. So this is kind of a song to just, you know, look, you know, it's if I'm acting distant or if I'm acting kind of grumpy or all that, it's not your fault, you know, right. It's just everything else. Right. All right. So this is a cold inside. Check this one out.
it's not your fault Cause lately I've had enough Lately I'm cold inside your fault that lately I've had enough that lately I'm cold inside all right that was cold inside awesome track um I want to ask you a question though um what like when you record like uh what what amps do you use anyway you're, you're what, a vox guy or no I'm all about vox but cool. um so do you record direct though? Or are you micing up your amp usually? Like how do you usually go with it? Uh, old school. I use an SM57 right in front of the speaker. Uh, uh, either AC30 or I have a little Vox amp that sounds great as well here. It's a Vox DA5. Uh, you know, you can crank it up louder. Uh, AC30s are extremely way too loud. And I'm thinking of... Uh, Getting a new amp soon, right? Just uh, trading it in or something for what something it, smaller. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's funny. It's like, I mean, a lot of people still have this stigma. I do too. It's like, you know, you want to play. I mean, I'm a metal guy, so I'm into, you know, uh, you know, 412 bottoms, all of that stuff. But now, like, you know, I'm 57 years old. I'm driving a Honda Civic. You know what I'm saying? Now I want something like a, you know, you know, a two, you know, a 212 combo. You know what I mean? These These big giant amps. It's like, I can't do that no more. I mean, the AC30 is an 85-pound amp, 212, yeah. <laughs> way too loud. Like, all I need now is, like, a AC10 or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a small a mini Beetle, Super Beetle or something. But I'm, I'm always going to stick to Vox, that is for sure, uh, because I do record at home, but I right. do not own a house, right? I live in a, an apartment building. Okay. So I can't really crank up, uh, you know loud amps uh but uh, i you know the the wjb project we are growing and we are thinking of new ways to record uh you know sound as best as we can right right and that's why i'm shopping around for possibly you know a vox cambridge 50 uh that i can also record usb into my computer uh and have multiple different you know signals and tones for uh, my joe to work with have you thought about like an isolation box you could go that way too you know or you could even build an isolation cabinet to put over the amp you know what i'm saying so your neighbors don't hear it so much you could crank it up and my yeah exactly uh, you know i always try to to record uh as loud as i can without really bothering the neighbors but you know i have to do that what i do is i just you know take a peek outside the window and there's no cars it means i'm home <laughs> the gendarmes are showing up to work <laughs> yeah there you go i can crank it up a bit more uh but i mean i i can't just blast uh, an ac30 anymore and uh but like i said vox is always going to be the go-to right uh, amps you I'm know not, I'm not sure neither. I think Brian May from Queen AC130. That was his amp too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he's 
He had the like one twelve of them on stage, like all piggy, all piggyback to one another. Yeah, like AC three thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's an awesome sound though, too. Oh yeah, it's got this kind of warm, glassy, thick, you know, tone to them. Right, right. I mean, uh, before that, I played on Fender amps, uh, very clean amp, very clean sounding. Yeah. Uh, for for your clean tones, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and before that, I used to play in huge stacks uh, back in the day. Right. You know, four twelve Marshalls with yeah. Uh, a lot of people, and a lot of, a lot of people don't realize though like like a buddy of mine years ago used to have um he had defender super reverb it was like 85 watts and you know you, yep. you know i had a um a distortion pedal in front of it but like people don't realize that like you know 85 watts of a valve or a tube amp is way louder like than even a 200 watt transistor watts, you know yeah. oh yeah yeah it'll melt your face That's off insane. My son's friend it, came over with his, his Fender Hot Rod Deluxe. It's like 40 watts. It's got the 6L6s in it. And this kick, man, yeah. this thing was like freaking taking the paper off the walls. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, I've owned a DeVille in the past, and they're just dangerously way too loud. <laughs> Never too loud. See, I'm a, I'm a heavy metal guy. Never too loud. <laughs> I mean, I used to play with uh, Richard, the same drummer, but it was right. uh, punk, like mostly punk core right uh, called atfr okay and uh i did have a deville in that band uh, you know after a while and that small thing could could yeah. i mean it knock like, your you, like you loose. said like you said yeah it'll take the paint off your walls <laughs> you know? that's awesome stuff kind of vamp you don't really need to mic in a small venue you know yeah. what i mean i just recently changed over i was um I got a um, the Line 6 240-watt 212 combo. Um, I mean, nice. this thing's loud as hell. And it's got the direct output. And, you know, it's got all the amp modeling in it and stuff. I was doing the first, you know, couple of like, um, you know, first like 25 songs we put out with that. Now I discovered these plugins. I thought now I'm hooked on plugins. Yeah, like, uh, you know, the uh, direct input into a sound card into your computer USB yep. and... Yep, you I'm, just have that 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 clean weird sound, and then you just add plugins to that. Um, that's something we want to start exploring. That is for sure. But um, when we released our single "The Underground" in February, um, we did have a live kind of show event uh, with Hilbert and friends in Germany, and uh, how we recorded. Uh, that live session was DI uh, because uh, like I said, you know, when you mic amps in live, um, live situations, you know, for my guitar, we did use an amp and it was mic'd, but uh, Joe, he was uh, plugged direct input because like I said, just too many amps in the small room is just way too loud in a way. So we found like this best sound using DI signals and plugins. Yeah you know to record live as long as there's no latency uh, sometimes with this stuff you get a little latency and there's a that slight delay will throw you off when you're trying to play yes 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 exactly uh that's the reason why we did a lot of di as well is because there was a slight delay with the uh, guitar amps 
at first, right? Uh, but I mean, that kind of fixed itself uh, another way. But I mean, it is something that we will start doing in the future. Like I said, uh, shopping for kind of new gear to uh, to work with. So, like I said, there's a lot of choice out there. Uh, Vox, they make pretty pretty nice amps that you can just plug directly into your computer. Yeah, and play around with plugins. That's you know? one. Of, that's one of the things I liked about this amp too. At first, I was like, you know, Line Six. Uh, you know, it's got that stigma about it. But when I heard all that I could do, and then I could go directly from that into my audio interface, I'm like, you know what? This is cool. I'm, 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 it's $600. You know what I'm saying? If in two years I don't like it, I'll try something else. I mean, I want, I want a triple rectifier, but I can't justify $2,500 on a head right now, you know? Yeah, I really don't get those kind of stig- stigmas against people using certain kind of gears. I mean, if it sounds like who cares you know what i mean like what what people think oh I, I that happens so much like i mean i you complimented me on my guitar tone you know many times and sometimes people ask me like what's your setup and i tell them i just use a couple boss pedals right right and they're like well boss sucks yeah, I'm like, you just complimented me on my tone, and now you're saying my gear sucks. Yeah, I don't like, know why that happens. Sense. You know, it's it's funny, too. Like, I have, um, off the top, man, I got 13 guitars right now hanging on the walls of my house. And I have <laughs> had I Gibson, you know, Classic Plus, Les Pauls, and, you know, mm-hmm. Squires, you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I got Epiphones. I mean, these Epiphones kick ass. I don't care what you say. My $500 Epiphone, Les Paul, I'll take against any new Gibson. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Gibson's got this name, this stupid price on it. And to me, it's not justified. I mean, I got Fender Telecasters too. Totally agree. I've owned many Telecasters. So uh, Mexican Telecasters, which were the best workhorses to be in a band. And to collect, you know, have multiple guitars and all that. And uh, I kind of, uh, you know, uh, got rid of those to get one Telecaster because what I did find out is that I wasn't playing enough of all of them. And a lot of them would start buzzing. A lot of them, you know, would need more attention and finicking and, you know, adjustments, you know. So I got kind of got tired of it and... Uh, I said, well, what I'm going to do is just get one guitar that I'm going to take care of. And, you know, that's going to sound its best. Kind of, Like I said, it sounds just as good as uh, the Mexicans I had. You know, it doesn't, right. to me, to me, there's not that much of a difference. Uh, but it's nice to have a little gem, you know what I mean? Like to have a little art, these collector's item. What I get upset about is like, you know, my youngest son, as I told you before, you know, he plays in a band too. He's, you know, he's got a punk band going. And he just bought recently a Fender Jazzmaster, okay? He bought it direct from Fender. It cost him like 950 bucks, okay? Within three weeks, the bridge collapsed into the body. And then we realized okay. that like, this is like an issue. So he wound up buying a Fender, licensed Fender Mustang bridge that fits a Jazzmaster, and you know, I'm saying to myself, for a $1,000 guitar, he shouldn't be doing this. You know what I'm saying? I was so upset for the kid. He was like, oh, whatever. I'm like, dude, that's bullshit. This is a $1,000 guitar. Do you yeah. know what really impresses me? The new Squire series. Yeah. 
They are amazing. I played a couple for a $350 guitar. Right. It's like, what? Like, I couldn't have Squires (laughs) of that quality 20 years ago. Like, what the hell? Like, my Squires used to be, like, this. Like our squares used to be styrofoam, you know what I mean? They weren't even made of wood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like you get these freaking retro series squire telecasters that yeah, are they even stay in tune. Yeah, they were crap. Not now. You know, for, so someone who really wants to collect the different models, I mean, go for the squires and the Mexicans. You know right. What I mean? Like I mean, everybody's going nuts all over. You know, Toman in Germany. Did you ever hear of Toman? You know. No. Toman. Um, Toman's like the guitar center of Germany and they have their own brand. And, um, oh damn, now the name's escaping me. Son of a gun. Um, you know, they have their own in-house brand. They got like a toss, like $150, $200. And people like, they're incredible that they play great. There's no problem with them. They're called Holly Benton. Like Holly Benton. There you go. They have a Holly Benton cabinet with two twelve Jensen's in it. I'm sorry. Um, uh, Celestian speakers for like two hundred and forty dollars, and like if you look it up, the speakers alone go for like one fifty five a piece, at um, you know, a guitar center and at say uh, Sweetwater, these guys are selling what a cabinet and everything for fifty dollars less, and you pay thirty five dollars for shipping from Germany. I mean, you can't beat it. Yeah, it's 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 great. My newest guitar, I just bought an LTD uh, Snakebite, the James Hetfield signature Snakebite. Now, I didn't buy because I'm such a James Hetfield fan or whatever. I just I like the guitar. Look, dude, this thing is incredible. It's the best money I've ever spent on a guitar ever. Well, that that's the thing, right? We all have that guitar model or guitar, you know. Right. The dream guitar we're chasing, you know, chasing that the perfect playing there guitar. There you go. You know, I've owned SGs, I've owned like LTDs, I've owned I've owned so many kind of different models and like it was Richard back when we, we started dancing on fire years ago. He's like, you should try a Telecaster. You can do anything with a Telecaster He's like, you could play any style you want. You know what I mean? And he took me to, to Steve's in Ottawa and try one. And that's when I started playing Telecasters and never really looked back. Uh, But I've always dreamt of having like a reissue like a real vintage telecaster you know what i mean like with hand-woven pickups like not machine you know uh you know one that was made like in in the corona factory in california like i wanted like high-end you know you know and i i knew that that day would take a long time and now I do own like a really nice Telecaster and I'm pretty ha- happy about it. Uh, you know, and I do have my, my dream guitar. I'm a big uh, fan of, um, I, I love, I mean, I love old Rolling Stone stuff. I love a Telecaster and open G tuning is just like incredible to me. I love that sound. There's just something about the Telecaster yep. that you can't get with other guitars i mean and you can't fake it if you ask me like my son got um he got the epiphone sg uh 400 custom it was like 450 500 dollars the guitar plays like a dream but it's got the split coils you know you could you know pull out the pots and make it it's not the same thing if you ask me it just makes it a little tinny it's not really like a single 
recoil after you know i don't know just it's to me it doesn't the same as sound the same as say a strat or a telly you know single coil yeah exactly and i've i've owned you know humbucker guitars too in the past even humbucker tellies but it's just not the same as having two single coils you know what i mean right there's that clarity and that twang that you just can't reproduce with any other type of guitar no and again that's somebody like again like you're you know you're an audiophile you know what i'm saying i mean you know that other stuff there it's simulated it's not the real thing you know you could pick that up exactly right like and it, it's such a simple guitar too you have volume tone right and three-way switch yeah this telecast right. the telecaster i have though now actually has a push button on the volume knob to put it out of phase it's it's okay. oh yeah that's cool yeah it's pretty cool but um like again like you said you start putting all this fancy stuff on it it's you know you got a telly say for the telly sound that's that's what you got it for I don't need it to do all this other magic tricks, you know? <laughs> exactly. Just do what right? I bought that's it for. Why, that, that's why you got pedals and you got amps, because the Telecaster will sound will, will sound good on anything, right? Right. Speaking of sounding good, uh, we have another song we're going to play for you now from the WJB project. It's called The Underground. Wayne, um, any, what's the story behind this one? This has a actually pretty long story because The Underground is a song that Joe and I worked on and released in 2005. It's a very old song that we just took out of the old vaults and reworked. Okay. Uh, you know, and we felt that it kind of really fit with what's going on today because the underground you know it talks about uh, how sometimes you can you can feel confined within your own self right and how you'd rather stay underground by meaning like uh you don't want to be someone that's noticed you don't you don't want to be um you know you kind of want to be a ghost everywhere you go <laughs> yeah the gray man that's what i want to be a little gray man there you go right and we we decided to kind of rework it and re-release it uh you know and it's kind of it's it's we're really happy we we re-released that one um and uh it's kind of funny when we we listen to the old version of it right uh, and the new one uh how young we sounded back in 2005 and um yeah, the, it's the underground. All right, very cool. So we're going to play that for you right now. This is the WJB Project and the Underground. Side. 
creating content and posting content is oversaturated like every minute how many videos is there of guys in front of their of their camera playing guitar riff oh yeah i mean i was, right? talking, I was talking about somebody oh. the other day like you have no idea like go on google and uh, you know hit up how many guitars are sold in the world each year how many electric guitars are sold in north america you'd be blown away when you see it and I mean, 
how many artists like I'm sorry, but there's this new craze right now, which is bedroom pop or bedroom artists, right? Okay. Because of COVID. Like right. we talked about it earlier in the interview, everyone's recording at home, right? And there is so many of them that are good. They're good because it's it's easy to sound good now. You know what I mean? Like it's not that hard to sound good at home now, right? And there's so many good artists out there the algorithm doesn't know what the fuck to share now. Like the, the wall is so thick. Like yep. the algorithm wall is so thick now because it will only let that high quality, what it thinks is the best. Right, 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 right. Because there's just so many posts being posted. And that's why like, you've probably noticed it. Like, I mean, it's hard to get 200 likes now. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, like a year ago, Instagram, you'd post a picture, you'd get 150 likes in the first hour. You know what I mean? Oh, now yeah. it's hard to get that in 24 hours. Well, that's what a lot of people realize. The competition, you know, it, it, the market's saturated. Oh, and what it drives me nuts. Dude, how about these people that are 10 times better than me and they're four years old? You've seen all these prodigies. You ever see these freaking kids? There will always be these prodigies on the internet. Christ. You, you know see what these, I mean? You like, see these six-year-olds doing like John Bonham solos from Zeppelin. I'm like, are you serious? They're like, I quit. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm done. <laughs> they're I freaks. Quit. These kids are freaks. It's like, what the hell's in the water where you live? Oh my god. I know. Like, but that's why I get upset though when so, people start. There's so many good artists right now showing themselves online because yeah. they're bored in quarantine. You know what I mean? Right. It's but it, insane. Like, it's you could. You could write the the number one hit single on earth right now. Right. When you post it, the chances of succeeding is very low, which is a sad thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You look at this TikTok crap. The only thing that's like, 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 you know, you see these people like, you know, 200,000 likes, you know, it's some guy like, you know, putting jelly on his belly button and like his dog is licking it off. It's like, really? You know what I'm saying? This is what this guy's famous for this. Yeah, and I mean, usually since the month of June, so the, our, our first four songs, so Big Sunday, Satellite, right. Break Me Down. Which and Satellite, I love Satellite. Love that song. Like, I release a, an official video clip for those, for every video, you know? But ev every time I'd release a new video, like it'd be a better, higher quality production with like big content creators like vivid vision and stuff you know what i mean like and i'd be getting less and less insights you know but then i'd be noticing like holy shit like when you refresh your instagram there's always new content popping up like it's over it's oversaturated and people everyone's following everyone right so like the chances of someone logging in and seeing your fucking post is so low right now right People cannot get discouraged. They have to keep grinding. You have to keep posting content like regularly, right? Because it will all die down one day. And that's when the people who were active are going to stand out. You well, know what I mean? If you ask me, it's a game of attrition is what it is, really. It's not so much, you know, your music is better than mine. It's who's got the endurance to keep, you know, staying current. You know what I mean? And keep being out there like you said just keep posting stuff you know what i'm saying 
I mean, there's a lot of bands. Yeah. There's a lot of bands that I follow and like, you know, I've had on a show, going to have on a show. You know, you look at how many followers they have on Spotify, 25, 35 followers. I'm like, but this band's incredible, you know? And then you look at their social media, they're not putting anything out. You know what I'm trying to say? And if you ask me, I'm doing pretty good with that because I'm just plugging away on it. Not that I'm any better or I write anything better. It's just that I just keep plugging away. I'm getting everybody's face. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. And that's what you need to do because like you said, it's so saturated. You know what I'm saying? And Oh, it's insane. And, and again, I, I, I noticed some people like, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. But just like finish my thought, you know, some people like don't respond back to me. I'm following them and I respond to all their stuff. We'll say on Instagram, I only got 350 followers. They got 14,000. So you know what? They're not even seeing my stuff that I'm putting out. That's why they're not commenting because they got so much shit in their feed, you know? Yeah. It, it's just insane. Like I said, and like i think like the algorithms nowadays are like all about connecting and making friends right so it's a really bad things for for artists right because artists they don't have time to be connecting all day long and making friends you know what i mean right and the algorithm is like let's say you you post a new a new photo or video right it's going to share it in the feed of the people you you like like talk to or you know interact with regularly right like a friend and the rest like it won't even share it on their page right right and that's why like i always see your posts most of the time or like you know because it's always like the same people liking each other's posts right it's it's funny a perfect example i have three thousand followers on twitter it's the same yeah. 20, 25 people that always respond to me. And that's, that's it. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. aren't like all the other ones seeing my post? Like, what the hell? Well, it's, it's the algorithm. It's only going to show it to those 25 people because they're the ones that usually are going to react to it. Right. I'm a 10% believer. 10% will see it. 10% of the 10% will actually act on it. So in other words, 3,000 people, you know, 300 will see it. 30 will actually react to it. You know what I'm saying? Three might actually, you know, actually go and do what you want them to do. You know what I'm saying? Based on your post. Oh, like I, I always say like this law, like when it comes to insights, you right. got, like you said, the 10%, but like that 10%, only 1% is going to react to it. You know right. what I mean? Right. So, I have 6,000 followers on Instagram, so it's going to share it to 600, but only uh, like 100 or 200 of those people will like and th- that post, right, and see it. And it kind of, it, it feels like it's like in the first hour now, and a lot of people need to save your posts and all these things, and there's so many things that come to hand now to, to like to, to see if your post is quality, right? that it will just share it to more and more of the people you follow that follow you right like the first time you the 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 instant you post it it'll it'll show it to the people that you interact with regularly and if they like it they comment they react to it then it's going to share it to more of your followers and if those people react to it and it's going to share it a bit more like it's like when i i started instagram a bit over two years ago, about two and a half years ago, like I felt like the algorithm shared it to all my followers, like a hundred percent. Right. Right. You know what I mean? 
like I'd post a picture and I'd get way more insights than I am now. But like I said, it's it's because of the COVID and right. quarantine and being oversaturated with posts. There is so many posts being posted every second. Right. That for you to stand out, I mean, it could take a month before one of your videos actually stand out. Right, right, right. I, I mean, I found it easier to get more followers on Twitter than Instagram. For some reason, I'm kind of stale. I mean, I like everybody's posts. I, you know, I try and give a comment when I can, but Twitter seems to be taking off big time, you know, you know, for us. But, um, and then again, Twitter too, I think, you know, a lot of stuff you get what's called shadow banned. You got to realize that too, like on Twitter, a lot of people follow you and then they mute you. You know what I'm saying? They don't even want to see your stuff. Yeah. They just collected you as a follower. You know, I follow you, you follow me, add to my collection. And you got the uh, other- Instagram. Instagram is a lot of that too. Yeah. Like- then you go back, you see the clowns that like, you know, two weeks later, they're not following you no more. They just want to get you to follow them. Like what I've been focusing on like lately is, you know, let's say I gained 200 followers in two weeks. Well, I'm going to go through the people I interact with the less. And sometimes I see profiles that haven't posted in over a year. Right. So why, you know, would I, I let the algorithm kind of share it to that profile. It's useless. Yeah. I don't That's follow why. them back. I don't, I'll get people like that That's too. They I'm have- saying, like, they have 25 I, posts. They've been on Twitter for 15 years. It's like, I'm not following you back. You're not putting nothing on anyway. Yeah, exactly. But I, I remove them from following me as well. There's this new option that oh, when you okay. unfollow them, it says, do you want them to unfollow you? You say yes, and they unfollow you. So the algorithm will never share anything to them because they're inactive. Like you don't want your post to go in front of their page. Of course, like you'll, you'll get right. bad results. Right. right. Oh, that makes that's that's I didn't know that. So yeah, I started cleaning up. I started cleaning up the account, and like I said, uh, I get rid of about two hundred followers a month. That way, that I'm like, holy shit, these guys haven't liked one of my posts in over a year. Like, why are you following me? Like, we'll give the chances to the people that probably will react to my posts you know right right those people don't even probably even follow their account any they've been on their account anyway all in years probably the, the algorithm is a forever changing program that adapts to to how people are using social networks in this moment you okay. know what i mean right 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 like they've never been the same since i've been using instagram like i've always figured out and cracked the algorithms so you know uh, but it's usually mostly by by liking tons of posts, leaving tons of comments. You know what I mean? But with the WJP project, like I I just want things to be organic. Like like I'll like a lot of posts, but you know I won't like in any more. I I won't like posts so much that I get banned. You know, like like I can't like for twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, I gotta kick out of that crap. <laughs> I've had those, I've had so many of those in my first year when I was growing my account. Right. You know. And you like, yeah. It's important for artists to support each other. You know what I mean? Right. But that's not what you're looking for. What you're look, you're not looking. For followers you know you're looking for fans right see i did uh, an interview oh i'm gonna say a year ago and i 
caught a little heat for it because I think people took it out of context what I was talking about. And I was talking about that it's great that we all support one another. You know, you follow me, I follow you, you know, but it gets to a point of like, you know, so you buy my stickers, I buy you a T-shirt. It's like we're passing the same dollar around. You know what I'm saying? You need to get people who aren't musicians. You need real fans. We're just playing ball in the same court. Like, it's right. Useless, and some of you are like, you know, oh, you know, you don't want to follow other musicians. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's not that I don't want to follow other musicians. It's just that I want, I'm trying, I want people, you know, you want the regular, um, you know, the regular public out there to follow you and, and listen to your stuff and buy your stuff. Otherwise, we're just like, we're just scratching one another's back here. You know what I'm trying to say? We're passing the same dollar back and forth. Yeah. And it's, that's the thing. It's like, nowadays, I, I, I feel that a lot of people using social networks have that attitude that if you don't support me, I won't support you or. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, thing, it, right? it's funny. Like and another thing though, too, is like, I mean, I don't follow certain people because I'm sorry, I'm not into what you're going to post. I'm thank you for following me, but I know you only follow me because you want me to follow you back. And it's like, you know, I mean, half these people are following me too. It's like, you know, they got like naked pictures of themselves on. It's like, I, I'm not following that back. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? So because but you want to follow me. Amazing, it is an amazing strategy to grow your following because I'll be honest, that's how I grew my big following on Instagram of 6,000, well, maybe five or 4,000 right. before I became the WJB project. You know, I was just doing loops and random videos and stuff. I was just liking a whole bunch of videos, leaving tons of comments because that's all I did. Right. You know what I mean? And it works. Like, you, you gain tons of followers that way, you know, and when you follow back, it makes you connect with more people. Hey, you might know this person and it shows your profile on other people's page. You might know this person, you know, right. so it does help with growth. But now, like, like in the first year right. or two that I was on social network, I was all for it. Like, yeah, you got to support people if you want to get support. Right. And, you know, if, if you want people to listen to your music, you should go listen to theirs. And Right. But certain you know, stuff, like if I don't respect what you do, like I said, you know, if you're, you know, posting, you know, dick pics, I'm not following you back. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 exactly. I'm not doing that, and you know? That's kind of what I'm trying to clean up with with my Instagram account is all those accounts that I just followed back and didn't really go check their profile out. Right. So I checked the profile before you know? I follow back. Yeah. I just didn't care. I just followed back everyone. You know what I mean? But right. now it's not that bad. You know, I just got to get rid of all those inactive accounts because it's people that, you know, have two posts on their page and then just quit. You know what I mean? Oh and yeah. Never exactly. lost. Exactly. Well, they're, you know, they're prince of like this uh, South African country, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they just can't live without your music. <laughs> like, like I, you know, and I follow back tons of people on Instagram, but they're all musicians or people in bands. Like, yeah. I, I don't follow fans back, which is weird. Yeah. Well, you and, know what I mean? And again, that's what I'm, that's what I, I love when I get that. It's like, you know, uh, I'm a single dad. I love heavy metal. I'm an iron worker. Dawn, you know what I'm saying? That's that's who I want. You know, that's somebody who genuinely liked my music. You know what I'm saying? And they're digging what I'm doing. Yes, and I will definitely follow you back. I want to see pictures of your barbecue and all that shit. You know? 
Yeah, like I, I want to make sure I get a connection now before I follow someone back. Right. And I think that's why I've had a really slow growth, right? Because I'll gain two hundred and lose two hundred. You know what I mean? Like I'll show you my, I'll show you my insights. It's ridiculous. Like I'll gain five hundred in the month, but I'll lose four hundred and fifty. So at the end of the month, I just gain fifty followers. Right. So that's why growth is extremely slow. But I kind of understand because I shifted my profile. Like I used to just post gear pictures, telecaster pictures and loops. And people kind of like the, that content and that's why they followed me. Right. So now I'm I'm completely different profile. Right. So like it's I kind of like I said, changed it into like a, a musician's profile. And right, right, right artists right and i'm getting a lot of unfollowers as i'm getting followers because people that were following me for my guitar pictures that's right they don't want to see they don't want to see me singing you know what i mean right once again you know they (laughs) they they followed you because you know say you know you're a comedy and now you're a drama you know what i'm saying it's not what they signed on for and like i'll get people too that like start these music pages you know it's like oh we're all about the music scene and indie music okay cool i follow them back cool then you notice like within two, three months, you know, they're putting pictures of their, uh, you know, their grandchildren. They're putting pictures of their day at the beach. I'm like, I, th- I thought you were like a metal thing. You know what I'm saying? I thought you went to music. And now they're yeah, posting stuff that I'm sorry. I'm not interested in this I, stuff. Yeah, I, I, I try not. Sorry. I try not to follow back people that like post baby pictures and stuff because that's really like I like why do I want a baby of someone I don't even know. Right. You're a single guy. You got your own family, nieces and nephews, you know? Yeah. Like, or like, you know, couples, French kissing. It's like, I don't care about (laughs) you and your girl. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, look at the new car. My boyfriend bought me. I, I, sorry. I don't give a shit. (laughs) All right, Wayne. So listen, um, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I've been meaning to do this with you probably a couple of months ago, but we didn't get around to it. Um, so as far as like uh, your music goes, your social media, you're pretty much on everything, right? Every every outlet there is? Yeah, when it comes to streaming us, uh, we're on all digital platforms. Uh, so Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp, SoundCloud, name it, we're there um so you can go stream uh our music on your favorite platform add us to your playlist that'd be cool yes yeah, very important to, yes to tell your friends you know and uh thanks to everyone who uh has been following us and thanks for having me on uh on your podcast man it was really awesome thank and, you for being uh, here like uh, the, the 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 other members of the project, Joe, Caroline, and Sackis, they're they're saying hi. They wish they could be here, but they completely live in different time zones. Yeah, uh, <laughs> maybe we can set like something up next time. We'll do a four way phone call here. Yeah, exactly. So, um, thanks again for having me on, and uh, good luck with everything in the future with uh, Honeybone Rush as well. Oh, thank you so much, and uh, thank you for being on the show. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Um, please, WJB Project, um, check my boy Wayne's uh, band out. It, it's it's excellent music. If if you haven't listened to it yet, you're really missing out. You guys gotta tune in and check this stuff out. It's excellent music. All right, everybody, be good to one another out there. Be kind. 
Peace. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. If that money doesn't show, then you owe me, owe me, oh. My jungle love, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we, oh. I think I wanna know you, know ya. Yeah, what? What the hell are you singing?